now dumb for having Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 62. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes who have known each other forever, who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD for lunch to talk everything Essendon Football Club. My name is Grant, and with me is Scott. Hello, everyone. Three wins in a row. This podcast is, it just gets better in every week. We're, the, we're, we're, we're two uh, very, very happy boys right about now. Yeah, it's... Uh, it, and the VFL. To see us in the top eight, um, and to see us winning... Teams we should beat by big margins. Exactly, correct. Ah, good point. Good point. Uh, it's a it's a nice turnaround because uh, obviously we we lost to Brisbane last year. Uh, we've obviously historically struggled against sides like North Melbourne. Um, so to have them, you know, have a score of sixty five or under and just obliterate them. Yeah. Uh, massive, just massive improvement. I didn't really see this kind of turnaround as big to, coming to from the quite, first two games. To be quite frank, I'd 100% agree. But I'll take it every day of the week because it it just makes for a very juicy clash on Thursday. Oh, man. it's if, if you don't have tickets to the G and if you can possibly get hold of a few, do it because this is going to be one of the best games floating around. The Bombers are about as tip-top as you can possibly get at the moment. And Collingwood, annoyingly for me to say, are a good side. Yeah. Um, we we literally don't have a matchup for Degoe, and it's going to be very <laughs> interesting to see how we match that. But our midfield with Shield, and we'll, we'll run through the stats in a minute. Our midfield with Shield and Heppel and Merritt and arrested yeah. Zaharakis and arrested Devin Smith, who. Don't worry, Essendon fans. They weren't injured in any way, shape, or form. They were managed, is what was happening. But um. Yeah, with those guys right. managed and and it's smart. It's professional. I mean, I don't think you could you could script the weekend any better than what's <laughs> I transpired. I mean, I don't think so. we were watching the VFL today and it just just a lazy what ninety six points. Yeah, like, I mean, even your first game back from the verdict, kick six just, goals, just a lazy six for the ball. I mean, yeah. So we've we've managed two of our key midfielders, and they are key midfielders. I mean, Sarakis was in hot form, hugely. So I was really concerned. I mean, I must admit, I was really concerned going into North game because uh, just those two guys out, and I thought, oh, do we bat deep in the midfield? I'm not quite sure. We'll see how Wait. wealthy goes. <laughs> Everyone played their part. Um, and like Hooker and Hurley look rock solid down back. Yeah, but I mean, I can't help think. All I can think about is Shield running, and running, and running, and running. Damn. And, and I've never, outside of Tim Watson in my early days, I haven't well, seen Chris Judd. I haven't seen exactly. I haven't seen a Chris Judd type player at Essendon for so long. Oh, man. With that when kind was last of explosive out of the middle. Yeah, uh, and it's just like I can't stop smiling. Like <laughs> every time like, he touches the ball. That second quarter, I mean, to put in context, when they have that statistic and they say meters gained, and and you see uh, every player and see how many meters they gain for their club, Heppel was second best at five hundred and ten, which is a really good meters, effort. Yeah. It, from five hundred and ten meters, yeah. In the second quarter, Shield has done 400 metres in that quarter. I've, Just that quarter. That was the obliteration of a side yeah, by one yeah. by one or two players, him and Zach Merritt. Uh, and to see to see that trade go down, Dodoro nailing that trade. And you said it. You said we were we were just uh, earlier. I'm over at Scotty's place. We we're just getting some dinner. 
And um, you said in the car, he goes, Scotty said to me ages ago when um, GWS went, nah, we want another first rounder. Scotty just said, do it. Do it. Get it done. Do it. We'll worry about the first rounder like later because this kid is is too good. If, if it's too too great, if it's three yeah. first rounders, then we might need to have a chat. But get it done. And you're 100% right. This kid was worth everything yeah, I, we gave him. I just... For me, my football theory is if you have a chance to get an elite player in the competition, yeah. just get it. Yep. Because And it was so... I wouldn't say it's a massive weakness because we've got a healthy midfield. Yep. Uh, and I think the second half of last year showed. But it's not top four, top three. But, I mean, you hear Bob Murphy today on the radio saying that he looks forward to Anzac Day mainly because he believes it's the two best spin fields going at each other. <laughs> and you're like, I have to process that in my Hello. Essendon, Essendon historic head going, going someone literally just say the two best midfielders are going at has been around for a while too, who knows, yeah. knows a bit about footy. But our midfield just obliterated Cunnington, you know, Higgins. They weren't these, even are, there. these are good players. Yeah, very good. They just smashed them. And yeah. I was... I was on Twitter saying, gee, you know, this is maybe the week we need to put a player on Higgins. Because, yeah. I mean, he's a very skillful, he's damaging... He's done well on us yeah, in the yeah. past. He's a very skillful, clever player. It's like... Obliterated. By the end of the Obliterated. game, I was like, I don't think I'm going to make that call again. Because nah. they have to tag us. <laughs> exactly right. They have well, to they worry said, about us. Um, what's his name? Jared Healy and all that I was listening to on the radio said... Uh, on the radio, on the um, TV, was saying, man, I, I appreciate that players want to go one-on-one and try and... And win the ball themselves. They but he said, how how is how is North Melbourne not tagging at least either Dylan Shield or Zach Merritt? I I, you, I thought Brad Scott actually had a bad game. Uh, I don't I, I can't think quite think yeah, Brad Scott knew what to do. To be quite frank, uh, there's just a way they'll set up. I mean, ha, I mean, obviously we played really well, so I'm not saying, yeah. but and I don't know if it's if it's partly us, but how are we that free off half back to yeah. keep, to keep running down and the lines and how how are guys open in the middle of the ground for us to cross over and go through the middle you know with those kind of 40 yeah, minute yeah, dangerous yeah, yeah, kicks yeah. it was Have just like it was a poorly played game by north I, I, yeah. I do agree but we set the tone a bit like Brisbane in that first 20 minutes and and the start to the games have been I, incredible I was kind of there was a point there where it was like about a nine-point game, and I was actually sitting there in the first quarter quite comfortable. I went, I know we've... Because we actually missed a couple of easy shots, right? And yeah. I went, this midfield is absolutely destroying this They're other midfield. On. Yeah. They are well and truly on. If this just keeps going, the, the wall's going to break. And that's pretty much the second quarter, the wall just the wall just but broke. look at Connor McKenna's stats, and we'll come back. We'll go to a break in a minute, but we'll come back and, um, and we'll run you through the stats. Check out where Connor McKenna is on the on the overall stats, the overall possession stats. He's way up he's, the yeah, top. He's got midfielder stats. Yeah. He's got huge midfielder stats. So um, we'll go for a quick break and um, we will come back. We'll run you through the stats for this incredibly happy game for the Bombers. <laughs> And welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now, we were going to be looking at the stats straight after the break. Oh, hey, yeah. I forgot to tell you something. Oh, what? Sorry to just cut off the uh, podcast. Yeah, no, that's here, okay. That's a breaking news. We'll get into the stats soon. Breaking news. I'm 
very, very happy to announce that the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast is officially on Spotify. Yay! Uh, we've had uh, some success after a lot of IT people in the background. A lot of ha- propeller heads. Helping us out. But uh, we are now on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. And that's every show has been is on the um on the spot our Spotify channel. Very so. cool. A lot of lot of work by Scotty in the background on that one um, to get us on Spotify. So. Yeah, really excited because uh, it, it kind of now kind of means for our for our listeners they can listen to any forum that they want. Really, yeah, um, absolutely. You can do the Apple. You can do the Spotify. You can do the SoundCloud. I look. I'm, I must admit, I, I wasn't listening to much on Spotify, but when I found us on there, it's all—it's very neat. It's very clean. It's very easy to. It's yeah. very easy to see all of our episodes on there. So yeah, we we did a survey on um, just to ask what how many people what do they listen to on podcasts, and it was about sixty percent Spotify. So, okay. Um, it was something we really wanted to. <laughs> I I really wanted to do. <laughs> it's good, yeah. it's really to be, right? <laughs> so yeah, I'm trying to uh, help out our listeners as best you can. So Absolutely. Can... I'll tell so, you what. Look, before yeah. you put it, just just if you want to laugh, um, sometimes it's a bit hard to go back on um, iTunes or something like that and find episode number one of the Lunchtime Catcher Podcast. But because the Spotify just streams and streams, like ro- you roll scroll down to yeah. episode number one. Do so for favour. Listen and, to episode one. And have a listen to episode one. Episode one was really just uh, for our Facebook group. It was. It was just for. It was just for the. Um, the and it really Facebook. was a test. Yeah. We just said, "Oh, we'll just throw it out to a, twenty people and see what they think." <laughs> you um, want to? Do you want to hear? Like Scotty's. Scotty and I talk. I can talk underwater. Scotty's uh, getting used to this whole podcast thing. Do you want to hear a dude that was reasonably nervous on a podcast? <laughs> have a listen to Scott. Of I go, welcome back. Let's get our podcast. With me is uh, Scott. And he goes, hello. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love it. Anyway, let's get back. I to do the game. have a touch of introvert about me. You're just a smidge, but you're coming out of your shell. But I like to think about the game. So I, if I relax, I can think. I can talk and think about the game. Absolutely, well. absolutely. Just don't think of the thousands and hundreds of thousands of people listening to the podcast. So look, obviously, if we're going through the stats, and if you're talking about team stats. Uh, it's a hard one. I mean, how much can you go into it? Because we kind of obliterated <laughs> domination just quietly. Uh, yeah, and look, I mean, it's funny how actually uh, North had four more free kicks than us. But uh, look at the clearances. We've actually had a really good year in clearances, even in our losses. It's been strange. We we as far as stoppages, we're actually a very good setup. Yeah, team. I agree. And boy, I mean, t- I mean, we're going to mention the guy again, but uh, Shield coming out of stoppages, man. Oh, uh, just he that boy, man. Scotty said to me we were um, getting some dinner earlier in the day, and he said to me, "Grant, this this kid is worth those two first round draft picks. Yeah, if you've got an opportunity to get like a gun elite footballer like that, man, no one is going to remember that second draft pick. I swear. Um, in two years' time, with that kid running around in our side, because he's worth every red cent we've paid. Yeah, and look, he he won't get a mention much, and and people might get surprised at this, but. I did notice Myers doing a lot of bullocking work um, to get us a lot of those clearances. Um, so he, he's um, he's underrated in that area. How much how much work he does uh, in in and under. So look, as far as the team stats, there's it, not much to get out of it. This stat we won a lot. Like, I thought a key stat was actually that we won the hitouts because we talked about how we're going to nullify Goldstone. And, and Goldstein, and um, because he usually tears us a new one, right? Yeah, so, he's a damn good ruckman. Yeah, he's a, yeah, and and to for us to actually win on hitouts and, and nullify any sort of, uh, I guess him imposing on the, himself yeah, on the yeah, game, yeah. 
Bell Chambers did a lot of physical work. I wanna, um, I wanna, I wanna say a big well done to Tommy Bell because yeah. um, last week I said Tommy was running around. We didn't think he was a hundred percent, maybe or he something. He still might not be. Actually, he might not be. Yeah, because he was. He's been off and had some work done in the rooms and stuff for a couple of weeks yeah. now. So. Um, but one thing Tommy did, like you said, he, he beat him in the hitouts and around the ground, mm. he was running and Todd couldn't go with him. He took a few key marks. It was a big game for Tommy Bell. Um, we really, and he's he's key to us. He's key next week against Brody Grundy as well. Yeah. Um, and he's just key for the entire rest of the season. So it's a it's a massive massive um, positive for us when he's up and about. Yeah, I mean. When you do look at the stats, I mean, we mentioned it before. I mean, our top three, the Merritt, Shield and Heppel, they just obliterated the stats. It's uh, yeah. The top three, we've, we've said this before, we'll say it again. If you get Merritt, Shield, Heppel, um, any of these, like Myers, Parrish, all of these kids, if you can get them up into that top five brackets of, of total possession getters, we are more than half a chance of winning. Yeah. And... and even just our, I thought our ball delivery outside of, and I'm not going to put him down because this is a positive show, but outside of Parrish, because I thought Parrish... Yeah, he was down a bit. He was down he a was bit. He was down a bit. But I, I thought our ball usage was really good. Um, i tell you what, I'm going to look at the stats really randomly, right? So just bear in yeah. mind. Mason Redmond's ball use. Mason Redmond, mate. That pass, that pass to Heppel did not go one metre off the ground. No. It was a bullet. He's just... He looks like he's been playing for five years. I know. I mean, we've been telling people, like, oh, we've got to get Mason Redmond in this side. Cause I know. Because this, this is what you see sometimes live in the VFL, and you go, oh, wow. And you see those kicks, and you go, we need to get this kid in. And, I, I, uh, I, yeah, I was... he, he's not leaving that side any time soon. Oh, Lordy, no. No, he's he's doing absolutely nothing mm. wrong. I texted you during the game and just said something like, Mason Redmond is now officially my man. Like, he is... He's really performing. I mean, he what fifteen total touches, but I'd love to see his disposal efficiency to be absolutely skyrocketed. Yeah, I think it was something about eighty-five to ninety percent. Yeah, thanks very much. So um, again, just, just another kid we've got coming through. Yeah. So I thought Fantasia had a was a really imposing game. I actually had him, and we'll do our three-two-one now. Last week. I, can I do my apology? We said we'll do our three, two, one. Oh and, yeah, we didn't do that. And we actually. And Sorry about that. We have a tendency to uh, to just think out, just keep thinking about other things, and yeah, absolutely, and, and forget about actual wildly professional podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we, maybe we should write these things down. No, no, Don't no, forget. no that's never done. We haven't done it for. We'll definitely do our three, two, and one. But yeah, I'll give absolutely. you a tip. Fantasia is in my votes, which nice. But you, I mean, he's almost got, what, 18 or 19 possessions and four goals. And, uh, yeah, that's yeah. a no-brainer, really. When you're a small forward, that's... That's, that's how you yeah have a very long career. You're pretty elite. Um, I want to point out Connor McKenna. He's having a great year. Mate, Connor McKenna, 26 possessions. Um, the kid's looking incredible. He's running all over the shop. He's making v- much, much less mistakes. Yep. He's the to- fourth in total possessions for the club. Uh, in that game, in that game, um, but mate, Connor McKenna is—I'm uh, a huge fan of that kids, and he's doing exceptionally well. Yeah. Um, if you look, we've got Kale Hooker and Michael Hurley in the top six total possessions as well. Um, Twenty-six for Kale, which man, he makes a difference down the back. It just allows Paddy Ambrose to run around and absolutely smash people, um, and have Michael Hurley down the back getting um, what do you get? Twenty-five touches. 
Um, Andy McGrath with 20. Um, Jakey Stringer, uh, it still played well. It's still dangerous, isn't yeah, it? Down yeah, down in total stats. But again, I, I, everybody needs to understand, like if Orazio's on fire and Waller's on fire at the moment, Just and that, our midfields, yeah. Jakey's not going to get 25 touches and four mm. goals because the other boys are on fire. So that's perfectly okay. What I, what I found interesting is um, how well, and I'll give Wusher some real credit here, um, how well the guys were managed as far as time on the ground in light of when we got out to say like a 45 50 point lead right you actually see our um you actually see um quite a few of our midfielders um kind of that sort of like 15 minutes sort of less time than yeah 15 percent less know, than the total yeah than than kind of the average of other players so dylan shields only played 73 percent of the game yeah heppel's 79 percent um that kind of thing even even zach merritt's 82 percent now if you think of that you know, you got Mitch Brown at ninety seven, Hooker ninety two, you know, Belly Bell Chambers eighty four, Danaher eighty six. Eighty six, man. Which is interesting because they really obviously wanted to get in some form. Absolutely. Um but we actually managed the midfield core really well. Yeah. So that and and it was a good comment after the game um uh on Fox Footy about saying with Anzac Day saying the good thing for Essendon, it was a bit bruise free footy. Because it was a lot of run, um, it wasn't outside of Waller's Corky. Yeah, it was actually our midfield kind of had a bruise-free kind of running. Agree. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will only be tired by running, yeah. but, but not by that physical. That you can recover from that. Yeah, but managing them well to to only have kind of your mid seventy percent of game time, they actually you know they should kind of kind of come out pretty well, especially with you got the Zacker and Smith coming Zachary back. Zacker and Smith who We're, should have been had should have been having a lot of mass. I said to you today, this is like I said to you today, this is the best prepared I've seen us go into Anzac Day. We've always had these issues of big injuries or laid out. Practically or, everybody available. I mean Yeah, it's we'll we'll see where we're at. Yep, absolutely. Andy McGrath, another one. Two um, goals. Well. I'm loving how he's Two getting goals, yeah. I love the growth of the uh, the goal kicking now. I know we, but I was saying that to you last night. Damn, we look offensively scary. We've got a lot of players who can score goals. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it it, it just came out of nowhere. <laughs> like the first two weeks, like I thought, oh, our 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 forward line, you know, functioning with our midfield is just. That's why I think it's it so it bizarre how we've gone from one to another. Like, if you heard our podcast at the end of round two, and obviously we've had the GLT as well before that, we were, like, down and out. Like, we were, like, going, none of our forwards look like they read. We're just kicking it to Wallow over his head. You know, and we our midfield group just are not in sync with anyone. Yep. We weren't lowering our eyes. We were bombing it. Now we're just doing nothing but lowering our eyes, doing these great 20, 30 meter kicks, getting us guys set shots. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's the turnaround is quite extraordinary. Like it, it has said, taken me back a bit. Like yeah, I'm you like, said to me in the car on the way, but is it is it possible to just flick a switch and become a better side in a week? Yeah, and it almost is. We we have we've done that. Yeah, it did kind of feel like the the coach has almost just said, you know what. Let's not overthink things of the club. Just play an instinct, yeah, and play the game how you want to enjoy it. And and uh, gee, it's it's just been a fantastic turnaround. Um, Mac Welfie, 
Well, we've got to give him props because I've been I've been a critic of him this year, and I'll be very honest. Yeah. I uh, look his third game, he played a little bit better, but then he got did get dropped afterwards. But yep. his first two, I was really critical of. Um, but the only thing with Guelphia that probably he would, if he ever had chatted to me, he'd say, look, this is the first game I've actually played in the position I got drafted for, which yeah. is the midfield. Yeah. And, and he just looked a lot more comfortable. Um, he's actually got a very good sidestep, if you've noticed. Okay. He, he rarely gets tackled. Like he's, it's, it, he's got a really, gets out of trouble quite well. He's got a really good right foot sidestep to get out of trouble. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you ever notice or watch the game again. Um, so he's got some little good, what I call footy smarts. Um, but yeah, it would be. Uh, we'll talk about changes later on. Talk about changes. Our, I reckon we all should also. Um, it's going to be a tough one. Uh, yeah. but I, I reckon we should also bring up the Collingwood side. We'll go. And, we'll go for a bit of a break, and we'll bring up the Collingwood side. Just yep. come out, name a couple of two or three players that, like someone like Dugowie, who do you put on him? Like, who do you put on the the guy? Paddy Ambrose, maybe too quick for him. Maybe a bit sort of once it hits the ground, too skillful left and yep. right. So we, we we should go for a bit of a break. We talk about got to talk about Joey D as well. Oh, do you know what? I was actually going to say just before we go to the break. Oh, let's do Joey D now. That second goal. Oh, <laughs> could you wipe the smile off your face? Oh man, <laughs> I let out the biggest yell at my house, scared the bejesus out of my missus, um, and uh, just. That kid running out of 50 and running around taking marks and stuff. Look at the size of him. He's massive. He's long. Yeah. He's tall. He kicked that from every single inch of 60 metres. And I tell you what, remember what we said last week on the podcast? If you don't pick Joey D this week, there'll be a Collingwood coach who'll be, who'll be feeling a lot better. Yeah, yeah. But there is a Collingwood coach right now who you couldn't ram a knitting needle up his bum end because... <laughs> He would be worried about Joey D. He's now, yeah, he's now got a different matchup. He's got a real yeah. problem in Joey D because you've got to put a good defender on that kid because if he takes marks, and that defender better be big and mobile. And he likes the G. And he loves the G, right? Yeah. So And he, on Anzac Day, he's done this before. He's played in the ruck and tore everybody a new one. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, yeah. I, I love the fact that that makes um, Bucks more worried than if he didn't play. Yeah, it's it's... We're going to have a very strong side going oh, into Anzac Day. Yeah. And look, just before the break, sorry, I am going to mention one more. Congratulations to Braden Ham. Braden Ham out of nowhere. Yeah, the late, well done, kid. The late, very late call-up um, coming in for Zaka, but didn't look out of place. No, mate, I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was a few plays he had a touch of the nerves, which is very understandable right. because he's come from a long way back. He's like pick 75. And, and... You know, he only just started playing VFL. I've watched him against Frankston. I must admit, he was probably about third in my votes. So he actually did have a very, very yeah. good game against Frankston. The kid can play, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, he, he's, there's something there about him. He's, he looks like a little kid. Oh, but there's, there, but, skinny. <laughs> but he, I love players when you go, they just do a few things uh, that you go, oh, yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a good left boot, pretty good, nice left, left boot. foot. Really well judged, Mark, that got him that goal. Like, that yeah. was two against one. And just had the smarter IQ to position himself, yeah. and yeah, just there's small things, but you go, oh, you know the game. Like you can, there's a reason why you came second the Geelong Falcons to um, yeah, 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 second to um, the Carlton number one pick, Sam Walsh. Uh, Sam Walsh, yeah. So okay. Sam Walsh came first, and he came second. Nice. I and mean, it's pretty good. So uh, again, 
you know, we had Grofi at one stage pick 70 odd. Now we've got Ham yeah, pick 70. Make... loves his pick 60s and 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To try and make something of him. He loves it. He yeah, loves it. He loves a good story. Brilliant. So look, we'll go after the break. Uh, we'll talk about how do we sort of shape up for next week? We'll talk talking yep. about Collingwood talk matchups about the pies. and a few. We'll do. We may even do our three, two, and one if we can squeeze it in. Yep. Uh, but we'll see you after the break. Welcome back to the Lions Drum Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, we're going to be looking at the Collingwood side. See what the hell we're going to be matching up with um, next Thursday. Yeah, strategy-wise, this is a this is a, a, our most unique game because we obviously have a, a tall timber kind of back line, the Hurley Hooker. Yep. Uh, but the Collingwoods have the you know the Stevensons, Trelaw. Uh, De- sorry, Stevensons, uh, Degoe. Degoe. Um, those Elliot. kind of guys. Elliot. Uh, Varco sometimes, um, so it's a. Uh, my only nervous part is is how do we how do we match up on them, uh, and Goey being obviously a, a big player for them. Yep. I can only think of Ambrose as far yeah. as because. The guy mainly does him from really good leads. He's he's actually he's yeah. pretty, and he's pretty he's strong power, on the lead, and yeah. he's pretty powerful. Yeah. And, um, and Ambrose, I mean, he's been the uh, the gun. And we should have mentioned him actually in our previous segment because Ambrose destroyed Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and he destroyed Hipwood the, the week before yep. that. So he he has every right to have votes from the coaches this yep, week. Yeah, I agree. Because he it is one thing just to just to have a role, but to completely shut down one of your, the opposition's dangerous players altogether. Unsung. I mean, it's just Unsung. gold gold for a coach. Um, so the big one is. The big one is still side bottom, Trelaw, Pendlebury, Beams, Adams. They've got a few decent players in their side, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Um, Let's face it. And that's the thing. I mean, where, where we've got, like... But so do we. And, and that's the and thing. And that's where my mindset is. It's like, I have more confidence in going, they're going to look at us and go, oh, man, Shield, Smith, Heppel, Sarah, Yeah, I agree. Zach Merritt. Where I think we can... Well, I think the coaches will want this to be the case is that... Sure, we haven't got a one-on-one matchup for Jordan Degoe, right? And that's because no, practically no club has because he's a unique player, right? But I reckon we're going to be relying on the the um, Wusher will be saying to the midfield, "We need you. Yeah. We need you to stop it being lace out to Degoe." Yeah. If they can, it's it's the oldest it's the oldest adage in football. If you control the midfield, the ball ain't getting down to their forward line, right? You can mm. have Tony Lockett and Jason Dunstall in the forward pocket. If you if you don't get him the ball, they're never going to kick anything, right? Yeah. Or if the entries if the if the entries into their forward fifty are fugly and they're snapshotted in and that sort of stuff, that's where Hooker and Hurley will dominate. So, do you think Hooker will go on Cox? Yeah, because Cox moves slower than me. Um, and still dangerous. So he's one of those players. You go, oh, he surely he's not that good, but he just but keeps on marking. Seven foot keeps on having shots on goal. Yeah, seven just, foot yeah. is. And I, I actually reckon that. Look, Mason Cox, good on him, mate. I mean, I, I got nothing against the man, but um, if you don't get what did he get? Where are we talking here? Um, Big Cox. I can't see him on the lists because Scotty hasn't got him on the list here. But if he scrolls down, shows how good his game was. Yeah, right. 
Like no. he had what nine disposals, two, two goals, two goals, right? How many marks did he get as he scrolls down? Uh, this is live radio. <laughs> had like nine marks, right? Or six marks or something. Um, I'm sorry, mate, but if you're seven foot tall and you don't get six marks a game every single game, there's something going on, right? He's just going to get two marks based on the fact that his hands are just higher than everybody else's. Yeah. So he's never. I don't think he's ever going to kick a bag of ten or something stupid. But yeah, look, Hooker will be able to out uh, out position him, outpost him, and he should do well, right? Yeah. Brody Myacek. Now there's a name that I'm, I think. I think Hurley will go to Myacek. Hurley will go to Myacek. Yeah. And I think Hooker will go to Cox. Yep. I think Ambrose will go to Dugowie. Um And I can see. Sad um, on um, Elliot. Oh, Elliot. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, and probably McKenna on on Stevenson. McKenna because on Stevenson's an interesting one. Because the reason I say that because McKenna's biggest weakness is probably physicality. Yeah. And Stevenson doesn't do that. No, game he's at a all. he's a little he's sheer runner. Yeah, sheer runner. And I think he could handle that. Okay, like he'll he'll just back. Um, but though he'll have to play tight on him. Yeah. He won't be able to run off him as yeah. much. Um. It will be one in the midfield this game. Yeah, absolutely. And, absolutely. And, I, and do you, I don't know if anyone else feels the same, but with the, the six six six, it feels like the midfield is is critical to. Oh, it, it absolutely because is because there's so much space between the midfield and centre half forward with this six six six. So yep. you get the break, and this is why Shields won a fantastic time to get a <laughs> to get a pick up for this role yeah, because exactly right. He gets the ball and he has twenty meter space in front of him. Because he's he's got yeah. the ability to run into that six 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 gap. We don't have that congestion mm. like like yeah. last year. So yep. uh it, it helps us <laughs> tremendously that six 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 rule as at our side. And even probably even with the uh, the rule and the uh yep. you know, from behind the post kicking in with Sard and Stringer and all that. Yeah. Um, but you look, I mean, you look at their Stringer. possessions. <laughs> um, yeah, go on. No, no, you look at their possessions. I mean, from last, this is what, last game. Pendlebury 26, Beams 26, Adams 22. It's, if they share it around, it's yeah. a decent midfield. I think Trelaw's the, the most dangerous. I think he's, yeah. a, he's a really polished, well, Trelaw and Sidebottom are a very clever, polished, yep. where you don't do mistakes kind of players. They hurt you um, so, do I think we'll do anything? Have any work on them? I don't think so because we're just don't not that club. No, I don't know that we've we'll got. Just, we'll just a back run ourselves. With Blake yeah. anymore? Yeah, no. Yeah. We'll just back ourselves, and uh, it'll come down to pressure, tackling, pressure on the ball, getting going in numbers, um, perceived pressure. Um, so, yeah. so tell me about. We we spoke very briefly during that break. Tell me about Jack Crisp. Don't know a thing about the man. Well, yeah, he came from Brisbane. Um, very, very good player. Turned himself into an elite uh, half running half back player. Okay. Incredibly fast. Incredibly fast. So um, he's having a fantastic year. Is uh, he's, he's one of my favourite players actually to watch. Okay. Um, so uh, whoever's sort of high high half forward, you you got a bit of a uh, a two sort of uh, approach to the game. One to try and obviously have an offence. But you cannot get him off the off the chain either, okay? Because he he will have forty meters on you in in three seconds. Wow! So um, okay. So look, it's a it's a very interesting game. Um, I can't wait, man! Oh, it's going to be a great game of footy. I think I think I think Collingwood's weakness is probably their defence. Yeah. Um and and which works well for us. Which works well for us because we we have really got our offence. Um, and Joey D's an interesting one. If he can just go another step up, 
It makes us look uh, really dangerous. But I tell, like I said, man, they've got a. It makes for a very nervous um, Nathan Buckley. Yeah. If he wasn't picked for this game, Nathan would be sitting there going, "Well, okay, that's one bloke I don't have yep. to worry about." But even at twenty percent sort of effectiveness or fifty percent effectiveness or whatever he's going to come into the game at, I like the fact that Nathan Buckley has to worry about Joe Danaher. Yeah. Now and putting a decent defender on him. Which frees up Mitch Brown because Mitch is having yeah. that. That's the other thing that I want. We wanted to mention when we came back from that break. Mitch Brown. Oh yeah, the brownest of yeah. brown dogs. Yeah, and the ad. If we kicked ourselves and said, "Oh, how do we said, not mention that bloke again?" <laughs> yeah, wow, just two of the best. I last week I said that's the best game of his career. And I reckon honestly that close to his second best yeah. game of his career, mate. Just uncharacteristically yeah. missed a couple in front of goals that you would give him every day of the week then proceeds to peel one off from outside 50 on a decent <laughs> angle yeah mate what a pick what not what a pick His up what a player rate, i love guys that get rewards from really high work rate yeah and, and it must be just a, a pleasure to coach that way because he works so hard and runs so hard well, to try and create space for us to get to and have, he keeps have an presenting yeah. he keeps presenting him and patty ambrose a lot of their game, the reason why they get games is because they just keep running and running and running and running and yeah. putting in second efforts and third efforts. Yeah, exactly. Right, look, a big key to this game will be the fitness of Waller. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. At the MCG, um, as much as we're scared about, you know, the Elliots and those sort of Degoes, yeah. they, they would have every right to be very nervous about Waller's form. Well, and that's the other I thing mean, too. He still kicked that... two goals on half a leg. Yeah, we need to control the midfield, right? But yeah. Collingwood are saying the same thing. We can't yeah. have Essendon streaming through the middle. They they would have on their radar. I think Buckley would definitely have Fantasia and Waller oh, yeah. on, on a lot of planning. Yeah. Because when they're up and about, we're a very, very hard team to beat. Yep. Uh, Fantasia's a very impactful player in form. And, and Waller, I mean, Waller's kicked 13 goals one. This yeah, year. baby. So yeah, baby. He has a shot on goal. It's a goal. So. The other, the other one I wanted to point out when we came back from the break, which I didn't do, was um, it's just a little, a little, a bit of a lighthearted, uh, bit of a, a, a dig um, on uh, on Mason Redmond's do. Um, what, what's what's Mason thinking there? Um, it is oh, very the man bun. It, the man bun. You know what? I thought the man bun was left. I thought that kind of that kind it, of thing. I think it has. I'm not sure what not Mason's sure. going with there. <laughs> it's the, very sort of Ariel Steinberg esque. I mean, obviously, players can do what they want. It doesn't bother me. If they, if Ma- Mason Redmond could turn up if he wants to draw those passes. He can, yeah, mate. He, he can, can have any hairdo he wants. He can put in a ponytail if he wants. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no. Listen, mate. If you're trying to emulate one of the greatest players in Essendon history <laughs> in Ariel Steinberg, then just don't because you're never going to be like Ariel. But. Um, if you keep playing like that, mate, you can have any hairdo you Please want. Please note, that's a running joke that's been going on for a year. And it's not Facebook. a running joke. Eros Thunberg's an absolute legend. You should still be at the club. Anywho, um, all right. So <laughs> we just can't, we can't say enough how, how important this game is because we started off the, the season real bad, real bad. Yeah. And then me and you, we said on the podcast, they've got to just turn it around now. They've got, they've got a few games where we should win. Yeah. And this is the test now. Unfortunately, they put themselves behind the eight ball where we couldn't drop any. Yeah. And we haven't. And we haven't. I mean, that's the... Yeah. Right? We've come we're straight the, back. We're in the top eight. So uh, that's what that's the saving grace a little bit. Yep. That's why I always felt like... I know this is going to sound funny. Even over Collingwood, I felt the North Melbourne game was really, really important. I wasn't expecting that result at all. Yep. I mean, when I saw Smith and Zacker out... I thought, oh, I actually thought it was about a 50-50 contest when those two boys went out. So yep. I thought, do we have the, the depth of the midfield? 
And I thought, this is a crucial game because genuinely Collingwood are favourites, right? They, they played off in the grand final. Unfortunately, that's just, yes. That's just the reality. Yeah, they, played the, they played off in the grand final and lost on a freak play, <laughs> yeah. end-to-end play yep. uh, from West Coast. So they have every right to be favourites. So that's what I thought. This North game, we have to win. Now, I think we can beat Collingwood, but it just gave us a bit of uh, not panic because being 3-2 up, it, it kind of settled the club. I think it has a settling feeling. Uh, of going, winning winning will do that. Now, do I think we can win? Damn right, I think, I think we can win. And if and if there's ever a time we can win an Anzac Day game, if we pull this off and be 4-2 and, and we're suddenly in a top five position... Oh yeah, that's a setup for a season right there. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's uh, if we get when we start to get close to the official lid off podcast show. Oh, yeah, the lid off <laughs> podcast show. Now I'm I'm looking at the weather app on the old iPhone here, and we've got Thursday partly cloudy with some sun and twenty. Nice, perfect AFL football weather. Yeah, no rain, no nothing. We'll get the best skills out of both sides. The G will be looking a picture. Um, we'll be there. It's gonna be, it's gonna be Anzac yeah. Day, man. This is oh, gonna be it's a, a big, fantastic and... day, and then obviously it's a day for an actual bigger message than footy in in in, in most ways. So it's 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 a privilege to be at the ground, absolutely. For the two clubs to to play off. Um, it's a privilege to to wake up in the morning and know you're going there. Then you get the. You get the feeling on the train going in. You get the yeah. feeling outside the ground. You see the guys and girls in their uniforms looking bloody. The uniform's so smart. It's got a PhD from Cambridge, and it's 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 a a real a real event to see them outside the uh, the oval. Then to go in and then just the silence the and then oh man. It's a, it is a great day. We don't get often to get to see a, a grand final, most AFL supporters, but that's pre- that's about as close yeah, as it gets. Yeah, it's such a big day. Uh, it's huge. It, it's it's just. Amazing. I love that yeah. Essendon's a part of it too. I, I'm a very. Uh, uh, we're both actually both of us are very kind of passionate Aussies. Yeah. Uh, and so it's a very special day, and and it's something that that means a heck of a lot. Uh, I mean, I loved my actual favourite subject um, at school was Australian history. Um, one on an Indigenous side, I learned a lot about yep. Indigenous history, which opened my eyes a lot. But even on war side and, and 1915 and, and what these guys just said, we're just going to run over and know we're going to die. Yeah, they're all going to die, absolutely. And I, I don't get that bravery and, and I'll never understand that bravery. But, nah. but it's just like I really hold the day dear and, and hold these guys up dear. And, and whether you're a nurse or, or a guy who military, it's just... Military, nurse, emergency services. I it's mean, what, what's really what the country was built on. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, I, and that's that's one of the reasons why you look at the States. Me and Scotty were having a very heated um, Trump debate earlier in the day. <laughs> I know this, this is not uh, particularly Essendon related, but yeah, we're having a big heated sort of Trump discussion. Did he collude? Didn't he collude? All that kind of crap. But... I love the fact that Australia's military history has been has helped to to make Australia what it is. We we've never started a war, we've never been the antagonist. We've always gone to help, and a country like a place like Gallipoli yeah, for been us, allies, we've, been, we've a, been allies, a loyal right? allies. Yeah, absolutely. And a place like I'm sure we've done some some things that aren't real good too. But some a place like Gallipoli, absolutely. It, it builds a say, say Gallipoli to an Australian who understands what Gallipoli is and it's everything so this game if you if you ever get the chance just get down to the to Anzac Day and watch um, the Bombers v Collingwood take it in remember remember the fallen and, yeah remember uh, the fallen and, and, and take uh, it in 
and uh, let's hope that you know we can get away with the win also to uh, to cap off a magical oh, day. And that's the thing is that we we won those. What we've run the three in a row, and now you sort of I don't know. I said this, Scotty said we go. Oh, we've got to win these to get back in front of the ledger, right? And so yeah, okay, cool. We've just done that. But now I'm sitting here getting a bit excited, going. Yeah. Now I want this one. Imagine the. Conf- I want this one. Uh, imagine the confidence that goes through the club if you win this game. Oh man, who we got after him? Just Geelong. Um, Geelong. See, so again, it's such a hard stretch. In this Sydney. Now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hard stretch. And that's what I'm saying. That North game was critical to get up some wins. And see, the thing is, like, if you go Collingwood, Geelong, and Sydney, right? If you can say, let's say we're we're good and we get two out of those three, mm. I want it to be. Collingwood and one of the other two, yes. right? Because this game is worth two. Yeah, it's it for for the confidence of the club. It's worth. I think two. we can. I think Sydney's. I think we can beat Sydney. Um, we can beat Sydney. I think, to be honest, I think we can beat Geelong pretty comfortably too. Yeah, but um, but that'll put us Collingwood. Oh man, Collingwood's just a tricky side that we haven't handled well over. No. over and it's years. it's really so that'd be a big break. And they're a good side. Now here's the big question I've got to ask you, and yes. I'm going to put it on you first. So Ooh. so. Devin Smith and Zaharakis will come back into this side. Yeah. Which obviously tells you two guys are going to come out of this side. Yeah. How do you handle these changes? Ham. I think you have to. Yes. Ham, I'm sorry, and, and young that's, man. That's no fault of no, yours. No, no, or anything no like fault that. of yours, young man. It's but the biggest day of our calendar. Yeah. We've got to put the best side out you've there. You've played half a dozen VFL games, and thank you've you very much for your time. And and we're watching you, Braden. Uh, trust yeah, me, mate. Yeah. You just played a game of AFL football, right? So we're watching you. Congratulations! Now go and dominate for the remainder of the season in the VFL. I'll do you know. I'll be very very honest, and and I I can't stand when this guy gets dropped. But I thought I you were putting s- it on me. I thought you were putting it on uh, me for uh, the for the okay. for the thing, right? Okay. And I know what you were going to say. And here's how I want to tie it back to you: <laughs> is that for years and years and years, and then again, the start of this this. Podcast, you've said Essendon needs to be ruthless, right? My ruthless stance on this is that Darcy didn't have a good game. I must admit, Parrish. Um, really, I, I love yeah. him. I love him to death. Um, I want him in that yeah, side because it's funny. I mean, before the game, if you told me, I'd say, you know what, Ham and Guelph are coming in to, as replacements. We'll probably may come back out as replacements. Yeah. Now, Guelphie played a midfield role as much as Parrish. And one played... Yeah, but Parrish... Yeah, I agree. ...a heck of a lot better than the other. Parrish, so, is, a, Parrish is a good player. He's overall a better midfielder than Matt Guelphie, right? But he just had a real bad game. He just had a... Matt didn't have a bad game. How do, you drop, yeah. how do you drop Guelphie when, when he would look over at Parrish and go, what about what's going on there? Yeah. I did well. Now, I understand if they if they drop Matt Guelphie and keep Parrish in, I will so switch yeah. And, yeah. and go, Matt, uh, uh, Darcy, congratulations, mate. We'll see you on Anzac Day. But if I had to be ruthless and go performance gets you a game, how you perform gets you a game, then Matt gets the game. But again, it's also going to come down. If it was as simplistic as that, then yeah. that would be and great. If, yeah, but exactly. It, to, for them, it's a whole different ball game. It's matchups. It's, it's matchups. Uh, it's, it's size. It's all sorts of stuff. They have to work out: are they too tall? Are they too this? And yeah, they, yeah, you know, yeah. how how does it all play out? Yep. And that's where sometimes um, even we get caught out doing the wrong thing and saying, "Oh, why why would we do that?" And you and then you see the game, you go, "Actually, I understand why they did yeah, that." Now. Exactly <laughs> correct, right? Um, <laughs> and Ambrose being a very good example of. Oh, you know, I thought Francis might play more than on Ambrose's position. Ambrose has been our best stop defender this year. Easily. 
So And he gets all the hard ones. He gets the hard guys yeah. to run with and the dudes that take marks. So um, what we'll do, we'll go, we'll go for another quick break. Very quick break and we'll do a last little... Final. Last wrap-up and our three two ones. Exactly. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. All right, so we wrap this podcast up. Um, I know Scotty was uh, paid particular attention to the VFL game today. Um, yeah. It was massive again for the club. They are they are on a bit of on fire. Uh, the VFL side they are destroying Clearly. everyone. Uh, I, I actually, you know, if you look at the the two first rounds of the VFL, <laughs> Essendon in eight the first eight quarters have kicked just eight quarters. Just check, eight quarters. Just check this out. Eight quarters. They've kicked 42, 25, 279 points. <laughs> Hang on a sec. Say that slowly. <laughs> have kicked. 42 goals, 25, 279 points. <laughs> the opposition in eight quarters has co- scored eight goals, 16, 64. 279 to 64. That's how well the VFL is going. Dang. Our percentage is over 400%. <laughs> We've rather started up well. Yeah, that's that's yeah, it's half decent start to a game to a season of footy. Yeah, Laverde Le- obviously was the uh, the story that came out of today. Good to see him coming back. Um, look, if you didn't watch the game. I'm going to have a bit of a moment of honesty because I just saw everyone just said, naturally, he's just got to come into the side. One, it's his first game back from injury and it's only five days to Anzac Day. I doubt at all a fitness team is ever going to clear that. No way. Uh, because you probably had even a few limited minutes today. And another aspect, a couple of the goals were just handballed over the top very easy, with just right, right position. Yep. Um Obviously, he played well, though. So I don't want to downplay it, but I don't want to overplay it as well. Oh, no. Look, I mean, he had a day out. Good on him. And I'm happy day for out, him, right? He needs to play another yeah, VFL yeah. game yeah, yeah, yeah. to get a few things. Trust um, me, Bomber supporters, every senior um, yeah. player, is, uh, every senior official is watching that kid, hoping they can get him back into yeah, the yeah. side. It was a seven-day break. It, it, they'd obviously have a really hard thing yeah. about it. But coming back from injury uh, and the kind of injuries history that he has... It would be shocking that they put him in five days later to a game. How did uh, my man Maggie Zerk Thatcher go? Yeah, his first game back too. Um, typical Zerk Thatcher, just it was the cut flying at things. Yeah, cut off machine. Just took a few big packers. Um, he's a really good player. He's a good. really good prospect. Good. Uh, look, the ball didn't go down there much. Yeah, so he literally I, didn't a go few, down. If you ask me about Francis and um, Francis, actually was like you'd just say he had a solid game, but. As solid as it can be, because it was a very much a forward game for us today. Uh, hence, it was just we had inside fifty after inside fifty today. Yeah, so yeah. it's always hard. I mean, Hartley, these guys like Hartley, Francis, and Zach Thatcher. They did what was required on the day, yeah, and it they, wasn't they didn't, much. They didn't have the kind of game that gets you into a side just simply because they yeah. they just didn't have the ball much. Yep. Uh, I thought a gown. Um, Noah Gown was a... Uh, yeah, Noah Gown with a lazy, with a lucky little three, three, yeah. three goals. Um, look, he's not a ball magnet at all or anything like that, but you can tell he's just started off in, in, in footy and, and his height. He's still got a few, few bit of a way to go. But one thing I will say, uh, he's got two great things that a forward always needs. One, he's got really good hands. Yep. Really one grab, one touch grab, and a really dead-eye kick. 
Like he's got a great kicking action. It's a good start. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> yeah, if for your first year and see that and go, oh, okay, that's something easily to work with. And a game that clearly they dominated from start to finish. Yeah. I mean, it's good for his confidence too. Yeah. Good to I, get his hands on the ball a few times. Look, I probably had maybe Minot as best on ground. Mm. Um, I think he had twenty-five possessions and two goals. One. He's an interesting player too. Um, he's. He took. He, he didn't set the world on fire last year, but this year, his first two games, he's probably been in the top three or four. Uh, so he, great. He, he's definitely. I think his name at least would be elevated now in discussions, mm. um, which is great for him. Yeah, uh, good. Good on him. Uh, Clark. He had a, a had his normal sort of decent game. I, I I'll be honest and say uh, I'm still worried about his kicking on an AFL stage, and that's me. That's personally me. Uh, he had one set shot today from about thirty-five out and didn't hit, didn't make the distance. Yeah. And and you do get a little bit concerned. Um, he, he had a shot about ten minutes later from the same distance and did did actually nail it. Yep. Um, so it's not it's not like a you know it's not like a hopeless case. But yeah. uh, he's ball finding is not his issue. It's not his issue at all. He, he no, had nine it's or, not. He had nine or ten tackles. Yeah. Uh, work rate, effort, great handball. Um, his kicking's improved by about fifty percent, so I think he's got about another thirty percent to okay. go. Yep. To I think today start looking on the AFL stage because right. I, I think we've got to be careful just running his name around just as saying, "Oh, how about Clarkie?" When we just see the stats, you got to watch him constantly and just got to make sure you realise he hasn't got a kick yet that really is damaging. Um, and the other part is too, who 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 goes out for Clarkie yeah, yeah, like long term. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're going to play Clarkie long term, who doesn't play? Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Don't know, right? So, yeah, but Lang- Langford was rested um, today, um, so I I'm I did hear whispers that he might be rested, 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 rested. I'll say it again, rested. Uh, just the sheer fact that they just wanted to make sure planning for Anzac Day was, yep, yeah, was yeah, thorough. That's smart. Anyone gets a virus, anything like that, you yep. just want some Trip bodies, over banana peel, some reliable sort of players yep. that can come in. So that's just good planning. Uh, who else did I thought looked good? Mozzie. Mozzie's an electrifying. He kicked a fantastic goal. Yeah, uh, yeah. He had the old running bounce, run around goal. He, Skills. He, he, I will say this: like he's not. He's really like where. Yeah, he'll get you ten or twelve touches, right? It's not going to be a but massive. Eight of those touches are going to be spectacular. <laughs> but he's just so exciting when. Yeah, when he gets it, he's just. He has that kind of weird brain, Rioli kind of brain. Yeah. Uh, just does things and go, oh, ugh, that's... Oh, mate, it's, it's, yeah. it's Aboriginal. That's the thing. The, the Aboriginal players, they're just... They're they think different. Yeah, they're, they're, they're special, yeah. man. Um, uh, besides that, it, it was just a really solid game. I mean, Hep's had a, had a good game and... and um, yeah, so great win. 96-point win. I won't waffle on too much. Thanks, everyone. For listening, we'll probably wrap it up, I guess. Yeah, we'll wrap it up. Um, we've got, uh, like you said, we've got the pies this week. We've got one of the biggest games of the year in Anzac Day. Um, we're going to give you our three, two, ones, which we, we almost, almost forgot that. again. <laughs> our three, two, ones. That's hilarious. Okay, so it's, it's, a, it's a unanimous. It's very, it's very simple. So unanimous. We had, um, we quickly just said before the break, what's our, what is our three, two, and one? Say it at the same we always, time. We always say if it's different, we always, we always go no. Oh, yeah, I no, no, s- no. Yeah. But this one we actually just agreed on. So Dead simple. Uh, we've Three got, votes. We've got Shield as, as best on ground for us. <sighs> That's just simply the impact on the game. Yep. Uh, just huge. 
That second quarter broke the game wide open, and he was the catalyst behind it. He's an utter Ferrari of a kid, that boy. And his partner in crime, Zach Merritt, we had two votes. Yep. Zach Merritt uh, could have been three. 39 possessions, 16 contested, nine tackles. Third could have been three. <laughs> Easy. That normally Easy. gets you three votes. Exactly right. So it's not... It's Shows not, you how good Dylan was. Yeah, it's not far away from a draw, trust me. Um, yep. And the third spot was a little bit tricky. We talked about Mitch Brown. We talked about uh, um, several players. We yep. talked... Um, Hurley, we talked... Could be Hooker taking a million marks. Could be Mitch Brown doing really well. Even Heppel, the captain, had a great game. Heppel, yeah, absolutely. In the end, we always think if a small forward has around 20 possessions and four goals, that's... That's, that's worth an, a vote, that's at least. Ex, that's an excellent game. So at we least. gave it to Fantasia yeah, and so our one vote. Shiel, um, Zeret. Zeret and Fantasia for our 3 2 1. Um, if you want to tell us your 3 2 1, we're more than interested. Um, you can get us on the socials. Um, you can get us on um, the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast Facebook page. Um, get us through there. Spotify? You can get us on Spotify now. Oh, Just search the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast on Spotify. SoundCloud and iTunes. Just keep search the same thing and they always come up first on all three channels. Yep, the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Um, and just with Spotify, just make sure you click follow if you want to yeah. get the regular updates. And s- similar to um, SoundCloud and iTunes, subscribe. Yep. Um, you can get us on uh, Twitter as well um, at the Lunch Catch Up. Now it's the only one that we couldn't get the Lunchtime Catch Up podcast for, so it's at the Lunch Catch Up on Twitter. Um, you can get hold of us there. Send us any questions. Send us your three, two, one for the game. Um, so we uh, we check those things pretty regularly. We love hearing from you guys. And again, thank you everybody to uh, our our followers um, on uh, on all of the. Um, the socials and, and all the Spotify and those guys, they just continue to go up. Another great episode um, last week in terms of... Um, Ronnie. Uh, the Ronnie episode in terms of listeners. So we really want to say thank you to, uh, to all the listeners out there again. So um, next week, Anzac Day, Bombers v Pies. Yeah. I can't wait. And look, just lastly, we can announce that on early May, it might be around about May 6th or 7th, uh, Ricky Olerenshaw, uh, yeah. the 93 Premiership player, will join us uh, on the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast and we'll discuss a bit of Essendon, a bit of his career, a bit of the 93 year and have some fun yep. questions and chats. What's he been doing since? So another incredible guest that uh, we've got for the for the podcast in Ricky uh, Olerenshaw. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to him then. So thanks everybody for uh, tuning in and we will see you guys next week. Go Bombers on Anzac Day. Yeah. <laughs>